I'm Lucy. And I'm Linnea. And you're listening to First Impressionists, where we talk about all things art. But still, hey, better late than never. Yeah, exactly. How did you celebrate Earth Day? <laughs> I was at work, and we moved some furniture around, and I think maybe someone wrote it on the board. But yes, was I was there. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I saw you on Earth Day. I saw you on Earth Day. Um, I lived my life on the Earth. Good for um, you. Maybe I should have put more thought into things that I could do better, but... I haven't gotten around to it. No, that's okay. Yes. I, um, the day before Earth Day, like Earth Day Eve, I guess, I, um... A momentous occasion. Yes, I watched a lot of Hulu documentaries about the environment. Oh. Oh, man. I watched this one where this couple ate nothing but food that had been discarded by grocery stores for six months. Oh. Yes. I have seen people do that in yeah. the past, and it's... Pretty crazy. So if you're in Fairbanks and you see somebody in a dumpster, it's definitely not me, but it's probably me. <laughs> because I'm not, no, I want to go. They found like huge boxes full of chocolate mm-hmm. bars, like hundreds oh of chocolate bars that weren't even expired, just thrown away. That's like jackpot. Chocolate bars for a year. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. So I need to find some dumpster chocolate. <laughs> dumpster chocolate. Here I come. Anyways. <laughs> Um, seems like a good time to talk about uh, land art, earth art, yeah. environmental art. Kind of goes under all those names. Yes. So. Yes. I agree. That's... I agree. This is um, sort of a new genre for me. Yeah. Well, sort of. I guess I've never really looked it up specifically as an entire category, but there are some artists that as soon as I started looking this up, I was like, oh, I've definitely seen this before. So that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so this is a genre of art, earth art, land art. It's kind of maybe the best, like, there's a couple different things people call it. Sometimes people call it environmental art. Although my impression kind of is that environmental art, um, is a little bit more activism-y and land art is a little more just like Mm. land art. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Um, it's... Kind of an art movement that's like a sub movement of the conceptual art movement, which happened in the '60s and '70s. Lucy, are you familiar at all with the conceptual art movement? Um, not in particular. Yeah. I've heard of it, Me but neither. I don't know much about it. The things I read today kind of said that um, the idea behind the conceptual art movement is that the idea behind the art was more important than the art itself. Oh, okay. So okay. we'll get to that later in the episode when we talk about um, Richard Wong. Richard Wong? Yeah, Richard Wong. Um, yes, we'll get to that later. Okay. Because he has one that's very much like quintessential um, conceptual art in that the art itself is like, what the heck? But then there's like something behind it okay. that is meaningful, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what you think. But anyways, land art is a sub 
movement in the conceptual art movement in the 60s and 70s. Um, I think, so the thing that's cool about land art is it uses a lot of like natural mediums. So like snow, Mm -hmm. ice, stones, leaves, sticks. Um, But as we might also talk about later, you don't just have to use things that you find in the natural world. Mm -hmm. Um, So like an example of that is Nancy Holt's sun tunnels which are made of concrete clearly they're not natural they're like these giant tunnels that you can right look at the sun through right, right. <laughs> they're in the desert anyways very cool but to me if i had to like describe it in one phrase it would be like highlighting art that highlights the natural world in some way yes yes i think that's a good way to describe it so yeah and i think i don't know even things like the sun tunnels Part of the process is also very much keeping in mind how it's created and how that, um, I don't know, sort of works with the natural world. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe we should just start by talking about Andy Goldsworthy. And I think talking about his art will kind of help us maybe define a little bit more what land art is. Um, Yes. So this is how I got into the land art thing. Um, I watched a documentary about Andy Goldsworthy and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm literally in love with you. (laughs) He's like this just adorable older guy and he wears these frumpy sweaters and he was just like dawdling around the English countryside (laughs) and like picking up sticks and leaves and then making these beautiful creations out of them. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Are you Radagast the Brown? But yes, but an the artist version <laughs> lives in real life. Oh um, no! Anyway, meet this man. I think I that would be wonderful. He just, just seems like, like down, have a cup of tea. Yes, yes, yes. Take a nice walk. Yeah, would be great. Yeah, he seems like somebody that you would want to just spend the afternoon with, hiking around. Yes, going on a little walkabout. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I kind of just fell in love with Andy Goldsworthy. And his art is really, I think, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that's how I kind of got introduced to land art. Um, and he was born in 1956. Still alive. Still making art, as far as I know. He would be 70 by now. Oh, Maybe wow. he's not still making art. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, well, maybe it's something we need to fact check for. Uh, but anyways, he, um, uh, kind of his most well-known, uh, stuff is things that are these, like, I don't know what the right word for them is, Lucy, because it's not really like they're installations because they're, like, not in a public place necessarily. Right. Um, but... He's considered like a sculptor, so he'll make these beautiful pieces of art just out of natural materials mm-hmm. in the natural world. Um, he also does things, um, that's the most of what his art is, and that's definitely what he's the most like known for. Um, but he also does um, some art like installations and museums and then today I was watching a video where he was in a studio and he took like a snowball that was full of dirt and he let it melt on a p- 
piece of watercolor paper and it was like a melting oh. snowball painting. Interesting. So there's definitely hmm. a wide variety. Um, but, and I looked it up. He's 64 years old, so he may very okay. well be still making art. Yeah. Yeah. He could still be kicking around the Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, looking at his sculptures, um, he's definitely got a variety of different things that he does, but a lot of them are spirals or circles, mm -hmm. which is very interesting because that in, you know, the original environment looks so out of place, even though it's all created out of materials mm. that were originally there but it's just so clear that a human came and mm -hmm. you know created something um and there's actually also a lot of pieces where it's a circle and then there's just sort of a black hole in the middle oh yeah um so i don't know if you have any thoughts on that um since you're maybe a little bit more familiar with his work but I do think it's really interesting. He really just brings out the contrast mm. and the vibrancy of different materials. Some of them are leaves, so he'll display them out like from the brightest yellow color and then out to like a brown and mm. red. Mm -hmm. um, or stones will go from white in the middle out to like a darker gray. Um, so it creates this really beautiful, striking gradient. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing looking at these works and just seeing like the contemplation and the peacefulness that went into making them and selecting one leaf at a time and setting it in the correct place um, and arranging them by colors. Um, it's just really awesome um, seeing these natural materials that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you were saying earlier, he they're really, they look really delicate. Yes. And that's so true. Yes. They do. Um, a lot of them, and I love the ones that are made of like ice. Uh, they're so beautiful and yeah, so like just delicate. And like he makes these ice arches. Um, yes. That are so cool. And um, he's also really well known though for his like stone sculptures especially the ones that look kind of like pine cone shaped yes um and so it's like a lot of different flat stones that he just makes into this giant like pine cone shaped um i guess stone sculpture pile yeah thing. it's pretty incredible yeah the way that he gets them all to balance that mm. way yeah yeah and um, sorry, go ahead. No, go. I think one of my favorites though is this one. These ones where he's taken like sticks and kind of made like a circle out of mm -hmm. them, and they're like in the water. So you, they have like this beautiful reflection. Yes. Yeah. It's that's absolutely beautiful. Um, one of the ones that stands out to me is the one where he like highlights around the roots of a tree mm, with different colored mm -hmm, leaves. Mm -hmm. That's so cool um, because it both highlights the shape of the tree and the colors of the leaves. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just so beautiful. Um, what's interesting to me about this is 
the role that technology actually has in this mm, because so true if you didn't take a photo of it yeah who would know yeah and so i think without taking you know the camera into account um this would be completely different because he would just be leaving it there for whoever happened to pass mm-hmm. by or maybe no one passes by and it gets like swept away um, so I think it's interesting that even though he is creating the artwork with these natural materials, he's still capturing this moment with photography and this just would not be possible except in modern times. That's so true. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's possible that there were land artists before, but mm, I mean, really and I, who would know? Yeah. I think that there were like I think a lot of this originates from Zen Buddhism and mm-hmm. they had this idea of like um you know things being temporary yeah and so like I don't know if people have seen those like sand gardens mm-hmm. and you see like fun little desk toy ones yeah but um they actually were like a big deal and they'd be like these giant big sand gardens and someone would create like artwork in the sand mm-hmm. and then obviously if it rained or got windy, like, that would go away. Yeah. But it, there was, like, almost a spiritual practice, like, associated with creating this, like, beautiful temporary art. Yes. Um. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I feel like it's important to acknowledge that it is different because of technology. Yeah, that's so true. And it's almost like it's two mediums. Like, mm-hmm. the first medium is the natural world, and then the second medium is photography. Right. He has taken very beautiful photos of his artwork. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I think there also is a statement in choosing to preserve it that way. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, I think it could be a really beautiful practice to go out into nature and create something beautiful like this and yeah. not capture it. And yeah. Just like have that moment in your memory. Or maybe someone walks by and sees it but you would never know Mm -hmm. maybe they take a photo of it and post it somewhere you never know um but anyway i just think that's really interesting yeah definitely it almost seems like opposites working together yeah that's true that's true i like about the like true land art like this where it's not an installation it's just like somewhere out in nature mm-hmm. that a lot of the art we've talked about previously pretty much everything I think has been art that it belongs almost I mean the, maybe that's an overstatement but it belongs in like a museum or mm-hmm. in someone's private collection of right. art and this is art that could never exist like, it just couldn't exist yeah. in someone's private collection or in a museum. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like that it kind of breaks that barrier a little bit and, like, just makes us, like, re-remember the beauty that's in the natural world. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. It definitely makes me want to go out and, I don't know, stack some rocks <laughs> or rearrange stack some leaves. Some like. Rocks. Even if it's not art like um, Andy Goldsworthy, I just think that would be a really wonderful, peaceful thing to do. Yes. So if you're listening, 
go out and try that this yeah. summer and take a photo of it and send it to us because we would love to see that it. That would be so cool. Yes, yes, I would love to see some land art. I love like making mosaics of rocks on the beach. That's oh, one of my yeah. favorite things. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we are without beaches here. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Kodiak and Kenai, so I miss the beach. Yeah. Very much. But anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so another piece that I wanted to talk about, um, and maybe we could sort of compare it against Andy Goldsworthy um, and the other people that we talk about. Um, I had to mention this because... I have seen it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Spiral Jetty, and it's by Robert Smithson. Um, so, the Spiral Jetty is a sculpture in Utah, um, and it's on the northeastern shore of the Great Salt Lake. And um, it was just—it's basically just a giant jetty or like walking path. Um, that's made out of mud, salt crystals, and basalt rocks. And it's pretty cool. There are times where um, if the water's high enough, you can't see it. Mm. But lately, it's been on dry land. Um, My dad went and visited last summer. And he said you could just walk all out, like, around it and stuff, too. Um, Which hasn't happened since I was a kid, I believe. Hmm. Don't quote me on that. But I remember going as a little kid um, and being a little kid, I had a bunch of like tiny cuts on my legs and uh, it burned a lot because it's very <laughs> salty. But it's pretty cool. Um, you can go out and walk on it and kind of experience it that way. And um it's definitely not delicate like Andy Goldsworthy's. Yeah, it's but, totally um, a different thing for sure. Yeah, but it's still, it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I don't know if it has any like deep metaphors, but it's pretty impressive just being able to create a structure that large by just piling a bunch of rocks mm. out in a lake. Um, and it's definitely something that is interactive. People love to go see it. Um, it's really beautiful when the Great Salt Lake takes on its signature, like, salty red color. Mm. That's really beautiful to see, um, contrasted with, like, the rocks and the giant salt crystals on it. Um, So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, it's so cool to see how every genre, really, we've talked about is so diverse. Mm-hmm. And this is, like you are saying, a totally different thing from the Andy Goldsworthy where it's very delicate and, like, isn't really made to last. Like, some of his art is literally made out of ice and is going to melt away. As opposed to this one, which, you know, has been around since at least you were a little kid. It's been around since actually 1970. Yes. But, um, yeah, I know it really was created as an experience mm-hmm. and something for people to go do. Like, when yeah. people go to Utah... They go to the spiral jetty and they walk around on it with yeah. their family. Like it's sort of a tourist attraction mm. almost. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely a different perspective on land art. But 
But I think it kind of in some ways put um, has the same purpose of like helping people to connect with nature in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just on a totally different scale. I yes. Think. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Super cool. It's interesting that this is... Um, I think you were saying, like, the first thing that you'll find if you Google land art is going to yeah. be the spiral jetty. Yeah. I have to admit, it makes me a little bit proud to be from Utah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of um, super remarkable things. Um, well, okay, we have a lot of great <laughs> national parks, but, I mean, other places are more famous for a lot more things. Mm. So, anyway, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely worth seeing in person if you're ever in Utah. Mm. Road trip time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's go into the weirder stuff. All right. I really wanted to talk about this one. Um, so, yes, I mentioned it earlier, but um, Richard Long is a very famous land artist and a lot of his stuff, again, has to do with, like, circles. It's so interesting. Again, totally different from Andy Goldsworthy. Um, there's a lot where he's, like, finger painting with mud. Um, there's, like, stone, these giant stone circles. Um, but his most famous piece of art is um, just literally a photograph. And it's a black and white photograph. And you see this like straight line going through a meadow and basically he wa- found a meadow found a, found a random meadow and walked back and forth in a straight line until it created like I guess an indentation like a you know trampled down like path in the middle of the meadow mm-hmm. and this is his most famous piece of art um I definitely see the conceptualism here. Yes, exactly. Yes. So one thing I read about it said that, um, that like, so the photograph wasn't the art, and also the line in the meadow wasn't the art. The art was the walking back and forth. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So what we have as consumers of art is the photograph, mm-hmm. but what is what we're actually, like, the art we're actually consuming was him walking back and forth in a line in a meadow. Oh. I don't know that I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Honestly, I don't really get how the act of walking is the art. I really think, if anything, it is the line that he left. Hmm. Because... I, I don't know. At the very least, I think it is kind of talking about the human interaction with nature mm-hmm. and the marks that we leave on mm-hmm. nature. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's... the walking—that's that's difficult for me to wrap my head around. And maybe if I sat and just like thought about it for a while and maybe read up on it some more, that would make more sense. But. Mm. Um, I don't know that seems more just like the artistic process than the art itself to me but yeah that's a whole conversation like at what point does the artistic process and and the art itself blend together 
Okay, also, this is so random, and I know this doesn't need to be on the podcast, but Linnea has this tiny little skeleton in her house that's, like, sitting with its legs crossed, looking up at the sky, and there's this perfect, like, square light shining oh, through no. it onto her closet door, and it oh just looks like gosh. a little person just, like, sitting there with their legs crossed, and I was like, how is that possible? Okay. Whoa, spooky shadows in my apartment. Yes. So far, I don't know that my apartment is haunted, but... But. You never know. Possible. If it's it possible. was going to be haunted by anything, it would be little little gnomes like that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, anyway. Anyways. So <laughs> I just needed to point that out. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's This one's interesting to me. Um... I, I think I, I can understand why it's art and and I definitely see the conceptualism and I think it's kind of interesting but um, yeah I don't know I just don't I feel like whatever idea he had in his mind is not specific enough for me to understand without him giving me some context yeah yeah which is difficult. I feel like if you have to explain your art, is it really art? I don't know. I don't know. know. We, I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but if you have to explain it, then you probably haven't done enough, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting one. Um, it's like a blurring of the lines, I think, a little bit between art and performance art. Yes, I agree with that. Which performance art, I think, is a hard one for me. We'll have to do an episode about it. But yeah, we should. So that, I was thinking that's hard for this me. This whole too. time I was thinking about like is walking in art form, and there's this um, piece of performance art where this one chick whose name I cannot remember, she's Polish or Hungarian, and her ex-boyfriend, who's also a performance artist, and performance artist, they did a a collaborative performance art together where they started on two sides of the Great Wall of China and walked to the middle where they met. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's really hard for me. Performance art is something that I think I feel like they have the idea and they just don't know where to go with it, so they just like do the idea <laughs> instead of like creating something uh, out of it. I yeah. don't know. It feels like a poorly executed plan. Yeah, like they could have made a short film or they could have mm. written a story that I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, maybe another example of I feel pretty much the same way about one called Double Negative by Michael Heiser. I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. It's basically a giant trench that he dug. And it's pretty cool. If it actually happened in the natural world, it would be interesting. Um, But I think the fact that someone dug it up doesn't make it more interesting to me. Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure what it is supposed to be conveying. Um, if I stumbled upon it, I'd just be like, okay, (laughs) I don't know how this happened in the natural world, but that's cool. Uh, Um, 
yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So anyway, that is another one you can look up yeah. if you're curious about land art. Um, yeah, you're right. It is just like a trench. That is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think we should definitely talk about sun tunnels. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, but first, really fast. Oh. Because you were talking about performance art and land yes. art in the same episode. There's this guy, his name is Walter DeMaria, who was a well-known um, land artist. He did this one piece called, like, A Room Full of Earth, and it's literally a room full of dirt. Kind of cool, not gonna lie. Um, but... He also did a piece in a museum where it had a phone, um, and on the phone it said, if this rings, um, Walter DeMaria is on the other line and he would like to speak to you. And that was the, huh. that was the art piece, was the phone, and it never rang the whole time. Oh. I know. Is that performance art? I don't know. But it is weird, um... Yeah. Interesting. Um, is this the room full of yes, dirt that's that you're the talking room about? Full of okay. Dirt. Okay. It's the, it's exactly what you know, it sounds like. There is something interesting about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it is because I am only looking at it just now. But um, yeah. yeah, it looks like good good dirt. I do I do like art that kind of talks about the interaction between humans and nature mm -hmm. and what we build versus what we build it with and on. I think that can be really interesting. And so um, I do like that he's playing around with those ideas. Yes. Um, yeah. But I would definitely have to spend some more time looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, sun tunnels. Yes. Wow, this is also in Utah. Now, I'm yeah. going to go see it. I think cool. what is cool to me about Sun Tunnels is it's way out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so it's another one of those things where it's like, it's art that exists outside of the general context where we're accustomed to like encountering art. Yes. Um, also, I mean, it's cool during the day, but you, you really also have to go see it at a certain time of yes, day. Yes, that's to true. To really get it and so for people listening it's like these four it's in the desert mm -hmm. um it's these four giant concrete um s tubes that are just sitting on the ground um like all facing in towards each other so like you look through one and you can see through another one um yeah um but lucy's right like it's the most like impactful I think at sunrise and sunset um so it is kind of cool that like this art piece it it um very much like interacts with time which I think is a big concept in land art is time and, yes um yes that ephemeral like temporary yes yeah. yeah um yeah, and even when you go see it, I don't know, like an art museum, you could spend all day in an art museum. You could spend all day looking at a mm. painting. But with this, you really only have, I don't know, 20 minutes while yeah. the sun sets to look at this the way that 
it's really intended to be. Yeah. Um, but you can also interact with it. Like, yeah. they're giant concrete blocks. You could stand inside of it. You could look through all the little holes on the side. You could, like, run around them and yeah. see how they look. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think this is really interesting. Um, and I love the way that they line up, too, that you can look through multiple of them or you can mm-hmm. look through just one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like that you can kind of shape your own experience and kind of just go or look at photos of it and kind of make of it what you will. Yeah. Yeah, super interesting. Man, we're going to have to go to Utah. <laughs> yeah, come with art, me. I'm art. going this summer. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Um, if anyone doesn't know, I'm from Utah. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. Um, makes me want to go chase the sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I like, I like, I think what I like about land art is that it kind of, it, it, like you were saying, it's, it's so different from that experience of like seeing art in a museum. Um, because it's like very much, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is obvious, but like interacting with the environment and without the environment, like it isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think I'm going to become a land artist, but I want to try this. Yeah. Yeah. You should. I mean, all you have to do is go out into nature and see what inspires you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Also, it's a way for anyone to create art. That's true. Well, maybe not if you're in a city as much, but still possible. Yeah. Still possible. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Just take some sticks, make a sculpture. Yeah. Just leave it there for someone to find. Mm -hmm. And one time, okay, this is an aside, but I've been thinking about this a lot while we've been talking. I was at Eklutna Lake, which is like outside of the town where I grew up, Eagle River. And I, when I was little, was really into making, like, fairy houses out of stuff in the woods, as Uh we all were, I assume. So, at Eklutna, there's, like, this really cool mud, and so I'd make, like, a, a, I made, like, this really awesome, it was so cool, like, mud and stone house, and I put, like, little things inside of it, and then I made a roof, so, like, you couldn't really look inside, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, in my mind, it was, like, just for me, and, like, my fun little hour that I spent alone, like, on the beach of the lake, and then I left and then the next day I came back I think I was camping so I went for a walk and someone had taken off the roof and I was oh. like really offended at first but then my mom was like no 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 like they wanted to see inside and I was like whoa someone else oh. appreciated my fairy house yeah anyways that was That's my foray so into cool land that, art yeah I, <laughs> I like that you had a moment where it was your own personal thing but then you came back and you got to see that someone interacted mm-hmm. with it and yeah. that it made someone else curious. Yeah. That's really cool. I hope they thought that real fairies made it. Yeah. And then the, I mean, they're the like, goal. I'm a true believer now. Yes. <laughs> and there's someone out there that believes in them because of you. Because of me. I yes. hope so. I really do. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next yeah. week. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed this little foray into the world of land art. And it's so beautiful out. Go outside and you don't have to make art, but do something. Yes. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. Breathe the fresh air. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, 
Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>